Bonjour and welcome back to the Paris Wedding Show. Today we're taking a journey through the lens of a truly exceptional photographer who captures love stories with an elegance that is both timeless and deeply personal. Hailing from the picturesque countryside of Normandy, she transformed her passion into a profession, photographing wedding across the European landscape for over a decade. With a heart that beats for adventure, inspired by childhood summers in the sparkling blue seas of Malta, and the love for nature that's palpable in every frame she captures, Frances' journey is as captivating as the stories she captures. So let's dive into the world of Frances, the France-based destination wedding who crafts authentic, elegant, and timeless memories on the Paris wedding show. Frances, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the time, as always, to be a part of this show. I wouldn't be very effective if I was on my own. I do a lot of solo episodes and they're not the same. So it's always better to have someone with me, with us to, uh, to discuss. So thanks for being here. We could start this uh, early morning podcast by uh, telling my audience and people more about you. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Welcome to the show. Great. Okay. So I'm Francis and I'm a wedding photographer that's currently based in Normandy. Um, although I originally uh, started my photography career in the UK where I grew up. Um, I started photographing weddings at 18 and yeah, never really looked back to be honest. Um, 12 years later, still fully fledged wedding photographer, now predominantly shooting destination weddings in France, which is just a dream. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my story, really. Obviously, there is quite a bit more to it. But that's really the, uh, the basic. Yeah, that's I moved to France uh, four years ago now. So, uh, or yeah, four and a half years ago now, it's, uh, it's gone fast, especially with the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So but well, how did you manage, by the way, this transition? Because I know that for what the wedding industry was very complicated for everyone. A lot of cancellations, a lot of uh, hassle, let's say. So how did you get out of the crazy pandemic? Oh, it was very difficult. Um, so we bought the house early 2019 and it was a very impulsive decision to move to France. So I still had two years worth of weddings booked back in the UK. Oh. So my partner decided, okay, I'm going to move to France officially, get started on the house renovations and I will be uh, very much um, moving back and forth from the UK, France, shooting weddings constantly. <laughs> We wow. can all tell where this is going to go. So 2019 was absolutely fine, obviously. Um, but I planned to do the same where I was traveling back and forth constantly in 2020 for weddings. Obviously, that was very abruptly put a stop. Um, and at, at the start, I was kind of doing the same as all the other suppliers at the time was just letting everyone postpone and just doing what I could to just be as accommodating as I could for my couples. Um, I was in France throughout the lockdowns, which I felt very fortunate to be because I was actually in the UK when France went into lockdown, photographing okay. weddings then. And I didn't think the uh, government was going to let me back in. They nearly <laughs> didn't. <laughs> <laughs> of course uh, you know the French love their paperwork and I barely had any paperwork to prove oh. that I was living in France oh my god um because I was still very much in this transitional period um but yeah the in the end it you know my couples were very understanding and I I had just had to explain um that I was <clears throat> when they obviously were having their weddings in the UK and I was I was stuck in France because the travel restrictions were too 
hi, I was just having to refund everyone, sadly. And that's pretty much um, where I was left doing refunding pretty much everyone. Um, and so I then just took my focus to, well, let's let's really build up my business here in France. This is what I wanted to do anyway. It just it, it took a little yeah. longer than I expected, really. Um, I have the impression that a lot of uh, photographers, vendors, uh, wedding planners got out stronger out of this uh, crazy worldwide events. And yeah, I think it's uh, it's a positive thing to see that we had much more bookings uh, in the years afterwards, where everyone was scared about what's going to happen. Now we see that it's a solid, solid industry and solid, uh, solid place to go. So can we just uh, move around your business photography? Because you're a photographer, very talented, really like your style. Uh, but how do you manage To, uh, all, all everything besides photography in your business. Are you on your own or do you work with other freelancers? I'm talking about all the insights, like the marketing, uh, emails, uh, all of this. Can you can you dissert about this? So I very much am a solo solopreneur, as they like to call it. Um, I do everything myself, but that's mm -hmm. okay actually because I love uh, I love the business side. For me, I love the business side just as much as the photography side. I know a lot mm -hmm. of people get into photography because they love the creativity and then it comes to business and marketing and they're like oh I hate it mm -hmm. but for me I love just as much like if if I didn't take any photos and I just did the business I would probably still be quite happy um <laughs> but obviously um I, I'm I'm so glad that it's both um I love the uh the balance mm -hmm. between the two where I one day I can just be creative and just you know let the art take me and then the next day it's like right strategy plan you know that kind of Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of solopreneurs. I also love this term. Uh, right before we started, uh, you thought about you, you you told about the term thought provoking. I really like it too. Uh, yeah, this is a solopreneur industry. I have the impression, and you have to be aware of many things of behind the curtains, marketing, uh, social media, obviously, all this kind of thing. And yeah, people people most of the time like it. I, I I have a lot of contacts with with solopreneurs like you, like me, and you are like one person business kind of. And sometimes you have to change your cap and say, okay, I'm a I'm a social media manager today. I'm I'm a salesman. I am a lot of that. So you you seem to deal with it very easily on the on the outside. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely love it all of it, <laughs> which I think is rare for um, people in the creative industries. So you've been uh, you've been in this industry for over a decade now. Yeah, so I, I photographed my first wedding at 18. Um wow. I was dabbling in other types of photography before that, um mostly like music and things like that, but yeah, I really really found myself at home with weddings. Um and yeah, I started my business straight out of school at 18. Um I was very fortunate to have the support of my parents at the time and they were very encouraging. And yeah, it just really snowballed from there. I'm now 30. So yeah, I've been doing this for 12 years. If you wow. maybe 10 years if you count the sort of two-year gap of the pandemic, because I wasn't photographing weddings in the UK, but I also had no bookings in France. <laughs> There was a little bit of a quiet patch whilst I was watching all the other wedding suppliers be absolutely inundated with wedding bookings. I was very quiet. So that was quite unusual. Mm -hmm. So uh, we met in uh, Normandy on a very sunny day, if you remember. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's kind of ironic because it was uh, 
It was a destination wedding with UK clients and it was raining and then the sun was showing and then sun, like the rain was coming back. It was a bit, bit tense. You know, this kind of situations, obviously, because the bride and groom are expecting a lot. And it seems like it seemed like you were everywhere and you managed to make everyone smile. So what's your secret for that? How do you do that? <laughs> it's easy uh, to take pictures, but it's not easy to uh, make people comfortable. I do a lot of weddings and I can tell when people are, uh, yeah, making people feeling better. So do you have mm. a secret routine for that? Yeah, I think I think honestly, um, and I don't know if this is how other people work, but at least for me, I, I find that I've I've almost got like a, a routine at weddings where I know now what to say in certain scenarios to make people feel comfortable. And I, I don't mean that in like a like a routine or scheduled way. It's just mm -hmm. this these kind of like tricks and tips that you pick up from doing this for such a long time and you know, and I think that I am actually a very shy, awkward person in my normal life. So okay. it's quite funny to me that I always think it's very odd that I ended up being a wedding photographer because you do need to be quite outgoing and like friendly and and like I'm the sort of person that hates to make a phone call, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was very nervous about this podcast and, and things like that. But yeah, on a wedding day, it it there's a different energy and I feel very uh, at home and uh, yeah, I definitely get my steps in because I, I run around constantly. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm constantly like I'm I love to people watch, which I think is a great trait in the yeah. uh, wedding world. Um, to just look around and um, constantly spot moments and <laughs> things to um, photograph. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I th I think that pretty much. Can you share a like something, a memorable experience uh, that you have from a special wedding in France that stands out to you? Yeah, so I, I gave this question some thought, actually, and I kept coming back to one moment. So um, back when I was photographing weddings in the UK, I was very much serving just local English, you know, clients. And so I wasn't, uh, I, although I did do some weddings with different cultures and backgrounds, I very much, it was very English tradition. So when coming to France, I'm working with basically clients from all over the world, which I absolutely love. And um, I love the way that some of them bring their traditions and customs that aren't, you know, typically what I would, you know, know and understand. And one couple this year, uh, Morgan and Cody, they had... Um, they they wanted to do what was called a first touch and I was like I have no idea what this is what is this first touch um I'd heard of a first look before I'd only photographed Absolutely. a couple in my career I know that's very common with American couples uh, but with English couples they're very traditional they very much want to see each other down mm -hmm. the aisle so um yeah they we picked this lovely little kind of corner in the chateau where they would both be stood but they wouldn't be able to see each other but they could touch each other and wow. it was lovely because they were able to just hold hands and they really wanted to read their personal vows to each other for the first time during that moment at the wedding morning instead of during the ceremony because mm -hmm. they knew that if <laughs> if they were to do it for the first time in front of all their family and friends they would not be able to get through it and I thought that that was such a special moment that I had the privilege of being a part of and capturing. And I even, they didn't have a videographer. So I even was like, oh, I need to capture this on my phone or video for you. Because I feel like even the photos are just not going to be enough to capture such a beautiful moment. And it was a terrible little, you know, <laughs> video on my phone where I'm walking backwards and forwards in front, of, the, uh, in front of it to take the photos. But I felt like that was such a lovely 
moment and um yeah it was definitely an honor to be able to be a part of that and capture that yeah actually i never heard of that uh first touch uh maybe i'm new into the this game but yeah it's the first time so yeah thanks for sharing and how do you prepare for a wedding shoot in a location you've never been to before so I always uh, start by having a good look online just to understand like the layout of the venue and what are the common areas for the ceremony. I'll obviously speak to the couple and sometimes they'll say, oh, we're not going to get married where they're usually. We're going to pick the uh, the forest or, or at the back of the chateau and people normally get married at the front. So I like to try and obviously I've spoken to my couples. I've, I understand where all the different parts are. And then I like to have a good look online to find um the different areas i love to look at other photographers that have photographed there just to get a good idea but i i otherwise i i try not to like get myself overly set on specific locations and things like that i very much like to turn up to a venue with fresh eyes i always arrive early so i can have a right. good look around the venue speak to the planner you know say hello to the couple and um yeah but i i think i think uh with regards to like new venues i actually prefer photographing at new venues rather than going back to the same ones every time because i find that i'm more inspired and um by a new space that i've never been to before so i actually i love that challenge i find mm -hmm. that i have to be very careful with myself when i go back to the same venue to not just repeat what i did the first time and actually challenge myself to be very different um nice yeah, I find that actually more difficult than just being at the venue for the I, first time, which I is agree. quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you have, uh, let's talk about your Maltese heritage, which I, I find very interesting. Uh, you're talking about your summers in Malta, uh, mm -hmm. seem to seem to evoke a love for adventure. So how does this cross-cultural background reflect in your work, do you think? Yeah, so this this one was a, a really, yeah, definitely a thought-provoking question. <laughs> and I had to give it a lot of thought. Um, and I think that's because I sometimes when you live it, you don't necessarily realize your um the experience and the 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 inspiration you've had from a place when it's just been always been a part of you. Mm -hmm. And um the beautiful thing about Malta, if you've never heard of this island, if you've never been there, it's a very, very small island in the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, just south of Italy, and it's got so much rich history. It's such a beautiful place. You've got such gorgeous coastline cliffs. The beaches are amazing. You've got the Blue Lagoon, but then you've also got like the beautiful Maltese architecture, the silent walled city of Emdina, the small fishing town of like Marsha Slock. There's so much going on in such a small little space. Like you can drive from one side of the island in like 45 minutes if there's no traffic. <laughs> and that's not, even, there's no motorways there. So it, it's a very small island. And um, I think growing up there, I always loved like obviously the sun, the sea, but just the warmth that that place like physically and, you know, how we made you feel. Absolutely. Um, but the colours of the island as well, I mean, they have a lot of bright colours, but I'm specifically talking about the golden tones of the island, like all of the sandy stone architecture and this, I mean, it's, it is basically just a rock, the island. Right. Um, like there's very few sandy beaches there. It's more rocks everywhere. And I think, I think that those tones and that warmth has really led me to, to incorporate that into my work. So I have a very warm golden style um, and even if I'm shooting like a wedding in the depths of December and it's cold and rainy, I will still seek out that warmth. It might, just be, <laughs> it might just be a little bit, you know, different. Maybe the, uh, 
you know, maybe the warmth will come from some lamps or a golden, you know, the fire or something like that. But I will still seek out that same warmth and, and, and golden tones in my work. Um, but obviously being a, a destination wedding photographer in France now, I don't typically shoot weddings in the winter so much anymore and mm -hmm. work a lot down south. Um, and so I feel like I get that same warmth and light that I got in Malta uh in definitely in, uh, prints into in your uh, yeah the, you can definitely pick up something different in in your style i kind of developed modestly an eye for uh, for photography with the years now and i can tell that it's uh i really like the blending of cultures that your uh, your work is showing up so i wanted oh, to uh, to discover a little bit more about this and uh, thanks for sharing so now being in being in this business for a decade, how how have you seen the wedding photography evolve during this time? Because you've been in business for a pretty long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think um, for me, when I was based back in uh, Kent, uh, very much known as the Garden of England, mm -hmm. I was very. I guess, uh, focused on, um, nature and countryside, but moving to France, even though I live even more so in the countryside than what I used to back in Kent, I actually am so in love with the architecture here, the buildings from, you know, the beautiful chateaus all over the country to the, the incredible sites in Paris and the picturesque little villages, um, in the countryside. I just feel very spoiled here with the beauty so I think with these like beautiful buildings, um, I've actually, I strive to have more buildings and architecture in my work now, whereas before it was always about the nature. But now I try and combine both. But also I think I was always very focused on um, like, oh yeah, beautiful background, beautiful landscape. You know, especially sometimes I'd shoot weddings that weren't in the most picturesque of places in in like Kent or like you know in the dark depths of London and maybe there's not that many nice streets around and so like mm -hmm. you have to be a little bit more creative with like finding beautiful spots but I think now being based in France these incredible venues there is so much beauty that actually I don't necessarily need to focus so much on the background it's I, I'm actually finding myself more and more focusing on the people and really capturing the emotion of them um and yeah I think I think that combination of the beautiful background and that true emotion rather than just, oh, this is a pretty photo. I yeah. really want to focus on both. And I think that's what uh, I think Thank that's you. becoming more obvious as yeah, as I spend more more years in this industry. So do you keep do you keep upgrading yourself, like going to workshops and like getting better? Do you do that? So I'm not a huge workshop goer. I used to go to them more back in the UK. Um, I actually prefer to do my own, organize my own shoots opposed to booking onto a workshop. Right. Um, and I, so I organized one in Paris earlier this year with a, a lovely couple and a few other photographers. And we all went and we just like wandered around Paris. And, and I felt like that was super inspiring. And um, workshops can be quite expensive as well. <laughs> And when I, I'm only really just getting myself back on my feet this year after, you know, a, a, a tough few years. So uh, to do my own shoot and obviously then, you know, not and I, I be completely my own vision. Um, I, I really I really love doing that to inspire me. But also I do other things to inspire me. Like I love taking self-portraits of both myself and me and my partner. That's something right. that I really love to do. Okay. Um, not that he enjoys it that much, but <laughs> I, uh, he's very, he's very good and, um, supportive. 
very supportive exactly and i really enjoy doing that for like a creative outlet for sure nice so uh you're based in normandy uh you are working obviously in in normandy and all around france i guess but yep. you also do destination winning anywhere else in europe so i used to i used to i've i've been fortunate enough to photograph weddings all over italy um i've done cyprus i've done mallorca um I've even done one in Malta, but uh, I think now I think I'm very much at home with France weddings. I very much like to just pack up the car and drive. Yeah. Um, and so I love the ease of that. Uh, it was always quite a lot of hassle with, you know, a plane and the car hire and all of, of that. So I really love the uh, the ease of just and I will quite happily book a wedding eight hours away and just drive it in one day and I'm I'm well away I'll, I'll be listening to podcasts probably some of yours <laughs> whilst driving um so yeah I'm I'm quite happy and yeah this is actually something because if you go on my website right now you can see that I've got weddings and I advertise for all over Europe but I'm actually stopping this for next year and only photographing weddings in France moving forward Focus, focus on France. This is uh, yeah. very nice to hear from a UK person. <laughs> and uh, I, I really enjoyed that. I'm French. I'm, I'm born and raised in Paris. I traveled a lot, but I lived in the UK as well. And I really think that to work in this industry, destination weddings uh, with, with most of the clients being foreigners, it helps me and all the French nationals to remember that there's a lot of international people like you who love to live in our country and will never think or uh, think too much about politics and uh, all the all the, the things involved with that and just enjoy the the lifestyle here so i'm very glad to have to have people like you here in the, in my country that was the the national words uh, from the french embassy it was a small message but i think it's important <laughs> oh thank you Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think France has its issues like every country, but the lifestyle that, you know, that France is giving me compared to what I would have had in the UK is just amazing. Um, so, and the weddings here are just incredible. I would I need to go further afield? <laughs> That's kind of how <laughs> I feel about uh, France. And yeah, I just, I always, people always ask me, oh, do you miss the UK? And I can wholeheartedly say no, <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Uh, feel at home in France, which is amazing. Very nice. So, what are your plans for for uh, 2024? We're we're recording this in November, first of November 2023. So, do you have something in mind? Something that you want to share? Maybe a new project, new inspiration? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, nothing too exciting <laughs> happening next year. To be honest, I'm, I'm completely honest. There I is like no, that. I, I definitely don't beat around the bush. Um, I think, um, yeah, next year is this going to be continuing to, to build, a, you know, upon my business and really like hone in on my style. I've really found that, um, this year being my first full year of, of French weddings, right. I've really, I found that myself, uh, found that my style has really developed this year. So, um, I'm looking forward to expanding on that even more next year and, Yeah, I, and I'm also like really looking into 2025 now, being nearly fully booked for next year. I'm now focused on 2025 wow. weddings. Congratulations. This is good. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I don't take on a lot of weddings like I used to. I used to take on 30 to 40 weddings a year. Now I'm at you focus. 16. Yeah, I'm at 16 for next year and I'm, I'm quite happy there. Um, a couple more would be lovely, but I'm also not um, super Pushing. set on that. All right. So yeah, so I, I'm quite happy. I think 15 is my ideal number. Um, 
okay. for, for 2025. So yeah, not, not, um, I definitely am striving for more of that work-life balance. And uh, this is a yeah, big so deal. Yeah. I think it's important. And many people also in the industry are, well, be, even besides in the, in general, I don't know if you remar remarked, but uh, many business, uh, I don't like the word, but gurus, Uh, are telling about this uh, work-life balance. I think it's pretty important and it's going to be some, some big topic in the years to come. People don't want to work not too much, but like intensively and, and not have this, uh, this, yeah, this healthy balance of just enough sleep and enough uh, time mm -hmm. with you and your family and all that. So looking forward to this. And lastly, uh, for couples looking to have a wedding captured in an authentic way, What advice would you give them when you're selecting a wedding photographer? So I think definitely, you know, you've got to really resonate with the photographer's work, but not just their work, like have a have a Zoom call with them, like meet them and, and you know, talk about what you really want out of your photos and out of your day and, you know, find out someone that you really, you know, get on with and that you feel will be a great friend to you on your wedding day because I always, uh, it's quite funny. I was a, a guest at a wedding a couple of weeks ago and it was so surprising to me to spend so little time with the couple as a guest compared to, you know, effectively people that I don't really know that well. I'm so, I'm there with them all day on their wedding day. And so you've really got, uh, really got to get on well with your photographer because they will set a tone, you know, around you for the entire day. Like I'm there from when you're getting ready you know three hours before the ceremony right until I leave you know an hour or so into the party at 10 p.m like I'm you're gonna look at you have to gonna have to look at the photographer's face all day so make <laughs> sure there's someone you really enjoy being around and that you get good energy and good vibes from <laughs> I really like that do you do zoom calls obviously yeah I I, I make it a, a priority I as soon as people inquire I'm like let's jump on a call let's see yeah. if we're a good fit for each other Um, emails can be very impersonal and sometimes people can be in business business mode when they write their emails and can not show their true personality uh, yeah. in email. So I love to jump on a call, even if it's just, you know, a 10 minute phone call. I'd much rather that than just talk over email just to get yeah. a good idea. Even though I hate phone calls, as I admitted earlier, I will <laughs> still do it because I feel like it is the best way to get to know someone. I do this a lot. I mean, this is quite different. The process you are uh, for to select an officiant or celebrant or MC for your uh, for your evening or wedding, you you really definitely have to catch the chemistry with the with the person. So this is what I do as, as well. I jump on a call and get the vibe and the chemistry, and I end up my calls most of the time by saying, "Right now, you already know if you want to work with me or not." And this is perfect. That was the objective of this call. So just go with your flow and, uh, and go, yeah, just, just go with the people that you like and feel. So thanks to Zoom for creating these opportunities. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Francis, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to be with me this morning. And I look forward to uh, cross your smiling face in another rainy day, hopefully sunny. And if you have something that you want to say to the audience before we uh, wrap up. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely cross our fingers for less rainy uh, weddings next year because it was a little bit wet this year, wasn't it? That was crazy. <laughs> Thank you and have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Thanks. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to the French Wedding Show. If you want to know more about our guest today, you can go to the show notes and find all the relevant links. Also, have a look at my website, theparisiancelebrant.com, also in the show notes. If you want to start to plan your wedding ceremony or elopement in Paris or anywhere in France. I look forward to hear your ideas. Thank you again so much for listening and see you soon for another episode.